Hey kings and queens, it's your girl Queen Callie and today I wanted to speak to all of my givers in the room. Personally, I think it's really easy to see the world in terms of givers and takers and this should be really easy to understand but just to explain, our givers are, of the world are typically the people that are always striving to give to other people they might look out for other people, maybe sometimes even in a self-sacrificing way in which they might give to the point in which their cups are no longer full and they're constantly, a lot of times, finding themselves surrounded by takers. And takers are people who might not have the capacity to always give, but they're people that literally would drain a giver because they're just taking, taking, taking and never reciprocating anything. And they believe that it is okay to continue to take without understanding that in that lack of reciprocity, that's where relationships go to die. And I could spend all day talking about takers um, because I think the reality is when it comes to being a taker, and I think there are times in which in life it ebbs and flows and everyone is does have the potential to be both a giver and a taker in a lifetime depending on the relationships and the people that they surround themselves with but i don't want to spend too much time on the takers today i want to spend more time on the givers and i personally identify and see myself in this uh similar light and again i acknowledge that there have been times in my life in which i have been a taker but i want to highlight this state of giving because giving is a beautiful thing. There should be a state of um, being a giver. We all should be selfless in a sense that we want to give to people. And the hope is that people also want to give to us. I think the issue is that sometimes being a self-sacrificial giver, um, what comes with that is this feeling like you're always giving and nothing is ever reciprocated and you're constantly surrounded by people who are not filling your cup and that is a very toxic space to be in and that's kind of where I've found myself very recently where I feel like and honestly I could say this about the trajectory of my life is what I've seen is I come into spaces and people see this talented girl and I'm able to go into any organization I'm in or any team that I'm a part of and make that team great with my talents, my abilities, and my gifts. And it's almost like in my greatness, people forget that I'm contributing to the team and then they become jealous, irritable, upset um, at my giving nature. They become upset over the anointing and the oil that's over my life, jealous, whatever. And they begin to take who Callie is for granted. And I wanted to speak from this place because I do believe that there might be a lot of other people in the world like me in this sense where you come into spaces and it's almost like it isn't until you leave that space that people recognize the beauty of who you are and people recognize the gifts and the talents, and everything that you brought to the team. And it's almost like they took your presence for granted and for me, that has been a really frustrating concept where, and I can, I can tell that it continues to be a test that God sends me through where it's almost like I know what I bring to the table and it's almost like people around me will never recognize fully what I bring to the table. Um, and there's this expectation that I continue to give and give and give and give in a very self-sacrificial and toxic way for me. 
um, without any sort of reciprocity or even a thank you or a congratulations and any of that. And that's not to say that we should, as human beings, be looking for those things. But a law, a spiritual law of the world is reciprocity. And I'll talk about reciprocity in the way that Pastor T.D. Jakes so eloquently put it in the space of reciprocity can be seen in the concept of sowing and reaping. And it's like when you sow into relationships, when you sow into your business and when you sow into certain things, a spiritual law of the earth is that you will reap what you sow. And so if you if you sow giving, if you sow love, if you sow those fruits of the spirits, you will reap those things. The issue is that when we are sowing in the wrong fields, we are reaping the things that we might not want to necessarily get in return because we are sowing into people, into businesses and relationships, into dynamics that are unhealthy or that are only one-sided and that continue to be self-sacrificing. And I could literally cry and I actually was very emotional considering God's servant, Paul. And I'm kind of piggybacking off of T.D. Jakes. There was a sermon that I listened to recently and in the sermon he was talking about being able to come to grips with your past. And in a lot of the sermon, he talks about the concept of reciprocity and he talks about it in the context of Paul. And I'm going to read from Second Timothy, um, specifically talking about Paul's account in which he's trying to charge Timothy with this responsibility to carry on sharing the message of the gospel. And I think a lot of us know Paul as this immense figure in the Bible who, um, through transformation in Christ, went on to be such a key figure in in Christianity in terms of spreading the gospel to a variety of churches and being that person that faced persecution and suffering and all of this pain while trying and striving to share Jesus and this message of Christianity with the world. And specifically in 2 Timothy, we kind of see the end of Paul's dynamic and we see the end of his road and he's kind of giving this charge to Timothy to kind of pick up where he left off and one of the amazing things that Pastor T.D. Jakes points out in this is that Paul is having to come to a resolution that this is the end of his time and I just want to sit there for a second because I think all of us are going to have to face that reality that we are going to get to a place where whatever it is that we've done and we've accomplished in life is going to have to be enough. We have to be okay with that and and have peace with that. And I think that Paul has kind of reached that place. But I think the thing that really saddens my heart for Paul, even though he might not have been sad about it for himself, is the fact that he was so self-sacrificing. He was so self-sacrificing to the point in which People, every single person that he stood for, every single person that he fought for, that he spoke to, that he formulated relationships with him, when it came down to him being on trial, nobody stood up for him. And that is such a heart-wrenching thing if we think about it. I think the reality sometimes as givers is we are so there for other people. We are so putting ourselves out there to make something bake and shake for other people. And then when it comes to needing that support, or expecting that support, or even just being lonely and just needing someone else in our lives, you look around and it's like, dang, I have poured into all these people, I've poured into all these entities, and I'm realizing that I've surrounded myself with takers and not with givers or other givers or other reciprocal beings, because when I look around and see 
in my time of need, no one is there. And that's kind of the, the place that Paul has found himself. I'm specifically going to read 2 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to start chapter 4 verse 6. And this is Paul speaking to Timothy. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And I wanted to sit there because when it comes to resolution, one of the beautiful things that Paul did was one, recognize that there has to be resolve in his situation because his time is near. But I think the other part of that that I wanted to really highlight is the fact that this man is admitting that he has given every last drop. He has suffered. He has paced face persecution he has faced people lying on his name he has faced people trying to kill him and he has given every single last drop and the beautiful thing about our god is that when people fail to recognize or appreciate who we are and what we've contributed to the team when people take you for granted god recognizes it God recognizes every action that you have ever done. God recognizes the beauty of who you are and how giving you are. And he recognizes that you have suffered for him. He recognizes that in your pursuit of Christ, in your pursuit of sharing the gospel, in your pursuit of following the, the vision that he's given you and trying to strive after obedience in Christ, he sees everything that you have gone through. He sees all the actions you have taken. He sees it all. And so the beautiful thing about our God is that he will award you that crown of righteousness when you are faced with such trial, when you are faced with such tribulation, especially in times in which you know that you are going through life and you don't have other people around you. And especially in times in which you know you're going through life and you don't have the support and you don't have other people around you. He sees those moments. And I, I want to speak to that person who feels so alone because they are the giver. They are the one that's constantly pouring out. They are the one that's constantly doing things for other people. And that cup is constantly and constantly being depleted. Now, I wanted to to kind of transition in that. And I wanted to go into that scenario in which Paul talked about him not having anybody at his defense, which again is, is very sad to really think about. Again, staying in 2 Timothy chapter 4, but moving to verse 16. Paul says, at my first defense referring to his trial, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. Oh my gosh. One, I think it's so beautiful that Paul has come to a place mentally in which he's able to allow the fact that people were not there to support him to bring him to a place of asking the Lord that that sin might not be committed against them. You know, it, it, it means a lot and it, it tells a lot about a person and their character and their state of being and their mental state to be able to reconcile and again, come to a resolution that people aren't going to be there for you sometimes. And people aren't going to be able to stand in the face of adversity, especially with you in your adversity sometimes, especially when they're dealing with their own mess. But I, I, I want to highlight this because it is sad. And, and the reality is that Paul was alone. Paul was deserted in his time of need. Again, this is someone that had given his time, his effort, his talent, his resources, his energy, his entire life 
This man gave his entire life to the gospel. He gave his entire life to meeting new people and connecting with people and sharing the love of Christ with people. And none of them could stand with him in his darkest hour. And I I can only imagine how alone Paul must have really felt at this time, yet he still had resolution and acceptance of the fact that he knew he was going to receive his crown of righteousness from from God. In that same breath, I want to, I'm not dishing Paul at all. I have no right to do that. That is not what I'm trying to do. But I do want to highlight something. Not every single one of us is meant to be a martyr for Christ. Some of us are. Not every single one of us is meant to be so self-sacrificing. I say that to say this, I want to give permission to the givers of this world to refill their cup. I want to give permission to the givers of this world to give back to the people who are also giving to them. It is okay to have and embrace reciprocity. We don't always have to be self-sacrificing. Sometimes God will call us to serve people that have no ability whatsoever to give back to us. And I do believe that those moments are so extremely precious and beautiful. And they teach us so many amazing lessons. And because multiple things can be true at one time. And it is so important that the givers of the world surround themselves with people who were also capable of filling their cup. Because God did not intend for us to move through this life alone. And I think sometimes as a giver, especially in such a cruel, cruel world that is used to taking and is used to being selfish and is used to it being all about me, 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 being a giver in this world. It is so hard to find people who um, might have that same mentality of giving. But I do believe that when we find that community of believers and find that community of people that is also able to refill our cups in certain ways that we need, it helps us be able to continue to give. If you find yourself as a giver continuing to give to a relationship, a business, a financial institution, or anything that is not serving you in any capacity whatsoever, and that is all you are surrounded by, you will eventually die. Like you will eventually feel so depressed and so neglected and feel so mentally and emotionally drained and feel so unloved because it's like you are continuing to surround yourself with people who are just taking, continuing to surround yourself with, with, with entities of selfishness and entities that are, you know, just draining you. And if you are the taker, I think one of the most beautiful things that T.D. Jakes did in this particular conversation was was praying over that spirit of, of, of self and selfishness over our generation and praying over this idea of the taker. Because, again, I'm not trying to focus on takers. And again, all of us at some capacity in our lives have the capacity to be a taker. But when we are taking and we, when we are just taking, we are depleting those relationships. We are the ones forcing those relationships to die because we are not reciprocating anything. We are not showing people love. We are not giving our talents and our abilities. And it forces more work on the people who are trying to maintain that relationship or that dynamic with you. And that is so totally selfish and unfair and I want us to recognize that so for all of my beautiful givers that are listening to this I pray over you and I pray that 
you come to the realization that it is okay for you to fill your cup. You do not always have to be self-sacrificing. And it is okay for you to take some time to do the things that you want to do and to contribute to relationships that are also contributing to you and to cut off relationships that are not serving you. I think so much of my life's journey has been I am this sunshine and rainbows nice girl and I feel like I have to give every last drop and it really started off when I was a kid like being a valedictorian and being a classical ballerina and being this this top tier athlete and just people learning to take in people's expectations of me of perfection I completely self-sacrifice and completely put myself in a positions in which I neglected my boundaries and didn't establish boundaries and it continued to show up in my adult relationships over time and in an adult dynamics in which now you know I'm relearning how to establish boundaries and I'm relearning how to give to myself and not so and completely give to my job and so and completely give to other people that I am not giving to myself and I need to also remember that I need to maintain relationships with people who are giving to me. Sometimes I think one of the tricks of the enemy is, especially when we find ourselves in those, like when we're people pleasers and we're trying to get out of that mentality, that people pleaser mentality is so detrimental because it'll keep you stuck in cycles in which you feel like you have to give to people who are not giving to you just for the sake of getting their attention or of, of quote, winning, unquote, something from them. Instead of serving the relationships that are actually serving you, I think back now to some of the times in which I've had people that have tried to pour into me and I was so busy trying to pour into the thing that wasn't serving me that I missed the opportunity to connect with the people and the things that were trying to serve me. So I just say that as a point of encouragement and as a point of recognizing that I'm on this journey too. I am not perfect. This is something I'm literally like, I feel so convicted over because it is something that is um, in my life currently that I'm working through when it comes to reestablishing boundaries and when it comes to serving myself and when it comes to um, recognizing that I need to build community surrounding me with relate with people that are willing to have reciprocal relationships. And it's not that people might give me the same thing in return, but it is that in my giving towards them, there is something about that relationship. There is something about that dynamic that is also feeding me in my need. And that is okay. That is not selfish. That is not ungodly. Like it is totally okay for you to have those things. And I think that was something that I truly struggled with because so, so long for the past few months, I've been praying like, Jesus, I want to learn to love like you. And if you think about Jesus's love, it is very, it is very self-sacrificing. Like dude died on the cross for your sins. Dude loved you when you didn't love yourself or when you didn't love him. Dude loved you when you were cussing him out and turning on him and doing crazy things. Like if you think about what it means and what it takes to love someone the way Jesus loves them, it is very self-sacrificing, but that is not what he requires of us at all times. We do need to be able to retreat within ourselves. We do need to be able to retreat within the Holy Spirit. And we do need to be able to surround ourselves with community. All of those things can be true. And it is about timing. Sometimes he calls us to seasons of isolation. Sometimes he calls us to seasons with community. Sometimes he calls us to be involved with certain people so we can learn certain things. And then he removes us from them or he removes them from us, right? So it is about timing. It is about seasons. But I I definitely wanted to take this opportunity to speak to the to speak to the givers of the world, 
because I know that as a giver, it is so easy to get trapped in this loop of needing to be self-sacrificing and always neglecting your needs and always surrounding yourself with takers. And that is so unhealthy and that will bring you to a place of depletion in your business. Make sure you are surrounding people that are helping you. If you were an entrepreneur and you are surrounding yourself with people that are just on the team and ain't doing nothing for you, you need to get rid of it. You need to cut it and, and find people that are willing to help you. In your relationships, if you were the only one giving, if you were the only one starting conversations, if you were the only one trying to make time and create space and neglecting all the other stuff in your life, you need to cut it. You need to find someone and find people in your life that are so willing to support you, that are so willing to be there for you because it is not okay. And I think a lot of times, especially, and I don't want to neglect um, the men, but I think especially as women, I think societal societal pressures kind of enforce this idea that women are supposed to completely submit to all things in all capacities and lose their voices and completely serve and be just someone else's mother that they're not supposed to be like it really reinforces these these standards of this super submissive idea of you just um being so self-sacrificing to the point that your voice doesn't matter and the things that you need don't matter. And that is not the case. That is not the case at all. And anybody that is demanding that of you is not of Christ, okay? The reality is, again, all of us have the capacity to be givers and takers. And those times in which we are takers, we really need to evaluate why we are, are taking so much. Sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to say this too, sometimes when you are such a giver and you're so depleted, it kind of almost enforces that that need to be a taker, that need to just take, 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 because you were such a giver. And I, I beg and I plead and I ask and I pray that you do not let it get to that point because that is also a very dark place and that it is also a, a terrible cycle to find yourself in. So again, I challenge each and every single one of us to to realize that there are times in which sacrifice is required and that sacrifice will be directly communicated to you through your relationship with Christ. There are times in which God calls you to community and in that community, he wants you to surround yourself with people that are serving you, but you are also serving him. It should be a reciprocal relationship. And there are times in which, you know, you might be in a position in which you feel like you're giving too much and you need a break <laughs> and you need to remove yourself from certain relationships and you need to remove yourself from certain dynamics and from certain businesses and certain, you know, presences and just be with you and God and take that time to really refill your cup and allow him to refill your cup because it is only from that place of a full cup that you were able to even give in the first place. So I just wanted to leave that with every single one of you. Again, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. And again, this is something that I've personally felt convicted about. So I just wanted to speak to all of the givers in the room. And I just wanted to give you permission to fill your cup. I wanted to give you permission to not have to be so self-sacrificing. And I wanted to give you permission to, you know, allow yourself to surround yourself with people other than takers surround yourself with reciprocal dynamics and relationships. So let me pray over you right now. Lord, thank you so much for all of your beautiful givers on this earth. Thank you for the people who have a heart to give. Lord, there are so many people in this world that want to take advantage of the givers. They want to take advantage of the people that have such good and clean and pure hearts after you. Lord, I pray that you allow us to guard our hearts. I thank you for Paul's example. 
Lord. And I thank you that in his example, we are able to see that sometimes people will not be able to meet our needs. Yet, Lord, in that same breath, you've also called us to a state of community. You did not call us to be alone. And Lord, I pray that every giver under the sound of my voice is able to have significant relationship with people that are also able to fill their cup. Lord, I pray for reciprocation. I pray for people to have the ability to serve one another and serve one another with love through you. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the Queen Speaks podcast. You can listen in and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or Spotify. And you can follow me, your host, Queen Callie, at Queen Callie on Instagram or Queen Callie underscore on TikTok for museum reviews. And if you're interested, please check out the McMillaninstitute.com to find out more information about the museums. Thank you so much again and have a great day, kings and queens. Hello, my beautiful kings and queens. It's your girl, Queen Callie, and thank you so much for joining the Queen Speaks podcast. In today's episode, I just want to look out for my super sacrificial givers, and I want to give you permission today to just fill your cup. So stay tuned for more.